Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Just the Good Stuff. This is your host, Rachel Mansfield. Today's episode is with Jordan, Jordan Nathaniel Carpenter, also known as McJordo, Jord, J, your mom calls you Wow for whatever reason. And I'm so excited to bring this episode to you guys because Jordan is sharing all things about going gluten-free. He's sharing his story. I've never heard Jordan talk so much as I did in this 45 minutes. Bear with us as he does talk a lot slower than I do, but we will make it through, I promise. Um, I'm so proud <laughs> he's sitting right here. He's sitting right here next to me. There's a lot of brands we talk about. He talks about his story, why he stopped eating gluten, how we found out it was gluten, all of the things. This has been a long time coming, so I'm very excited for you guys to listen to this. We're linking to a ton of the goodness over in the show notes, all of the brand names, discount codes, if applicable. And Jordan's even sharing like what he eats in a day, which I've like never heard him do ever. So I'm so proud of Jordan for going out of his comfort zone and being in the hot seat. And I can't wait to hear what you guys think of this episode. Let us know what you're when you're listening, if you have any questions. And as always, if you do have a hot second to rate and review the podcast on iTunes or Spotify, that would be so incredibly appreciated. Now let's dive into today's episode with McGiordo. I am over the top excited to share today's podcast sponsor with you because it is something I consume every single day and I recommend it to so many of my friends. Today's episode is brought to you by Element. Element is an electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't need, like sugar, which is in so many of these electrolyte mixes. Element contains science-backed electrolyte ratio, which is why it really works. It has 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and a 60 milligrams of magnesium. You know my obsession with magnesium. There's no junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial anything like so many of these other electrolyte mixes out there. I started drinking this while I was pregnant for hydration, and Jordan also got hooked on it too. Now I have it daily for nursing, and I swear by it. My personal favorite flavors are the watermelon, which tastes like a Jolly Rancher, orange, and the citrus, but you can't go wrong with really any. It's totally risk-free to try it, and if you don't like it, you could share it with a friend, and they'll give you your money back, no questions asked. Plus, anyone listening to this can get a free sample pack with your purchase with my link. DrinkLMNT.com slash Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L. This is a great way for you to try all the flavors, and it comes with one of each, so you can try everything and see what your favorites are too. They also have an unflavored one if flavored beverages aren't your thing. This offer is exclusive for my community, so you won't find this available anywhere else. Let me know if you try it and what your favorite flavors are. And again, the link is drink, D-R-I-N-K, element, L-M-N-T dot com slash Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L. And I'm linking to everything in the show notes too to make it even easier. I was telling you that this is nice not having to be prepared to like interview someone. Just interview me. Yeah, you've never been in the like seat. I don't, I don't want to call it the hot seat. It's not like you. Mm. Know. I mean, it is Do pretty Do you feel hot. hot? Well, God forbid we put the air conditioning on in this house. So Don't put the air on now because this room gets so cold. I'm not. I'm not putting it on. God forbid. Um, We do put the air conditioning on. Oh, we sleep. Whatever. I'm saving us energy and money. Um, you're welcome. Yeah, but if she's hot, then the air conditioning goes on. Yeah, but, like when we're sleeping. But she's, yeah, besides that. She's okay, not. Jordan. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. I hope you enjoy being um, a guest on Just the Good Stuff. And 
And I guess we're going to call this like just the gluten-free stuff because like that cornball move. Um, you thinking about that all morning or what? No, I was thinking about the peach bruschetta, bruschetta, bruschetta that I was making. Oh, I know. You haven't stopped talking about it. I don't agree. I talk about a lot of other recipes a lot more than this one. But I don't know. I still just get very anxious when I have to like shoot when I shoot something for a brand and I want to make sure it's perfect. So whatever. You're well, welcome. I just tested it and it worked. You're welcome. Besides the bread. Yeah, sorry. There's just like no good gluten-free baguette, as you know. So I had to do what I had to do. Yeah, the one the only one that gets close, I think, is the against the grain. I know, but, but I wasn't spending ten dollars on a baguette. Sorry. Yeah, but it's also yeah. It's not more. It's hard to do when you're like shooting content like at nine in the morning. Yeah. Plus, you're the only one in our house that's gluten free. So, okay. Hello, everyone. Let's let's hop on in. Can do you need to hold your phone? Like, because you're you keep looking at it. Like, well, I made some notes of some brands that I'm gonna. Okay. Well, when the time comes, you can reference it. Don't be be so fidgety. I won't be able to remember them. Okay. So I'm gonna be interviewing you about your lack of gluten in your life and the backstory because my brand is like 99% gluten-free recipes, which is even before you started eating gluten-free. And I would love to just hear your story and more about your experience. So we broke down the questions into a couple different categories. The first being discovering the gluten sensitivity. We should also add how to explain to your grandmother what a gluten sensitivity <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how did you know that you needed to start avoiding gluten? Tell us everything, every detail. So, I mean, as far back as I can remember, I've always had some sort of like stomach issues where it's like I would eat a meal and feel not great after <laughs> or I would, she's taking a picture of me, I look like mm. shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I would eat a meal and I wouldn't feel great after or I would just like always be in some sort of like stress of having stomach issues. Like my bowel movements would be all messed up. I would be super bloated, uncomfortable. Um, and honestly, I just sort of like thought that was just totally normal. Like I could think back even before college. It's so crazy. Then, um, so basically just like learn to live with it. And then it was like during COVID, Rich and I were living in our apartment in Hoboken. And I guess I was just complaining like nonstop about my discomforts and having to go to the bathroom quite often and like not having, like not feeling great in, in, in a lot of ways. And Rachel's like, well, I'm tired of listening to this. Like, can you please just try to like cut things out? Like start with gluten, just maybe alcohol, maybe dairy, like who knows what it is, but you really just start need to do like a true elimination diet and um, we'll go from there. So I said, fine. So we did gluten and alcohol for a week. Um, not that I was like, not that I, I drink a lot, but like I was drinking beer, which obviously has gluten yeah. in it. And so I'd have, you know, that on the weekends or maybe one night during the week. And I cut it out. And I think within like three or four days, I must have lost like all this bloat and I don't know what I was holding in. It was like inflammation. Just like a ton of inflammation in my gut. And like, not that I'm like this crazy workout person, but 
I all of a sudden you can see like almost like a six pack of abs yeah. behind all right, of this. Just... It's not nice. Just... And um, I realized like, I'm like, wow, this this must really be working. So from there on, for the next like couple of months, we were sort of trying out different things. Like I would cut out gluten during the week, and then on the weekends we would get like a pizza or a burger. And so it wasn't like a full, full cutting out of gluten. But I realized... I thought you just like cut it out and then like... No, there was like a month where we went to that pizza place. Like dabble. We went to that burger place in Hoboken. There were a couple weekends in a row where I I cut it out during the week. On like a Friday or Saturday, we'd go out and I would have it. And then by Monday, I would feel the effects again. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, so clearly this is actually bothering me. Yeah. So from from there, I stopped eating it and I went to see like our primary care doctor. And I basically explained like how I was feeling and that I was feeling a lot better without gluten. So they looked up like all the different tests that we could do. And there was actually like a DNA test that I wanted up doing that I guess there's three DNA markers. Now, I, I actually never really like looked too far into this, but there's three DNA markers that I guess would show if you have some sort of like gluten insensitivity or celiac. And I winded up testing, I guess, positive for one of those markers. I don't know what the right Yeah, like it showed up that like it showed up that, that one of those markers like I had in my in my DNA. Um but like I, I kinda wanted more answers because I'm like, well can I have it every once in a while? Like what happens if I what happens if I like eat it? Like will I like really be jeopardizing my health. So I wound up going to see a, a gastro doctor and I basically explained all my symptoms. And at this point I probably wasn't eating it for for months. And by doctor you mean my best friend's dad. Right, but like I mean it's oh nice to give people shout outs. All right, yeah, your best friend's dad. Dr. Yeah. Rafini. He was and, not listening to the podcast, but like whatever, it's fine. And basically what I learned was the only way you could actually confirm if you have celiac is if they do an endoscopy and basically take a sample of your intestine and then test it. But his conclusion was, why are you going to go through all this trouble, like go under anesthesia just to learn that you can't eat gluten when you've already proven to yourself and your body that your body clearly functions a lot better without it. Um, and that was. Like two and a half years ago. And I still remember you were driving home from Staten Island, the land of gluten. And we had gone to Dozino, the pizza place across from our apartment, like the night prior. And I was so sick and tired of you complaining and just always being in the bathroom, literally pooping your brains out and like just complaining all the time. The stomach hurt. He calls me. It's like, hey, can you heat up the leftover pizza from last night? And I think I would wouldn't say this typically ever, but I just I was like, no, like, I'm not heating you up leftover pizza. Like you look horrible. You are so puffy. Like you need to like either start like watching what you're eating or like something's going on. And I remember I was like, I'll reheat you up some soup <laughs> or something. And he thought I was trying to tell him to like go on a diet. I'm like, no, I just feel like there's something wrong. It was crazy. Like I remember looking at you. And your stomach looked so different. You look, your face looked different. And you just like stopped complaining. I think we also always assumed it was going to be dairy. Because we're like, oh, and ice cream. Well, like, I used to, well, I think what happened was I was getting like mixed signals as to what it was. Because I would yeah. eat 
well because I, I guess i use i i guess being dairy free or having um what do they call it lactose intolerance i feel like it was more of like a thing before like the gluten really turned into mm-hmm. a thing so i used to always just think that it was that because i would eat ice cream or stuff like that and my stomach would hurt but it was probably because i had like a pizza <laughs> so yeah or like a cone or you got chocolate brownie or like there's a lot of right but like, there's other things that have gluten in them but i would i would eat i would usually have ice cream for dessert like after a dinner and usually whatever dinner i was eating contained some sort of gluten yeah because it was like pizza and ice cream like uh, yeah right or go a out burger. for a burger and then right and you'd have a beer so once you officially started like cutting gluten out like what were some of the first signs that made you be like, wow, I need to continue doing this besides, besides just like the puffiness and the inflammation, like tell us um, more. Yeah. So I, my gut was always inflamed and also I had a lot of discomfort, like going to the bathroom. Like I'm pretty sure my colon was probably also like fairly inflamed. So like, I just had like discomfort. Like Remember they said your butthole was inflamed. Yeah, like my, my <laughs> ass used to no, hurt. A doctor literally like, told him his butthole was inflamed. It wasn't like, um, I mean, I don't know like what a hemorrhoid would feel like. I've, <laughs> I've heard from, from your experience, but it wasn't like external, it was internal. And it would just, it, it, would, it would just hurt to like go to the bathroom and be a- after the bathroom. Um, so that completely went away. I used to do the neti pot every morning. Oh, yeah. Because I had so much sinus inflammation and I just always assumed that it was like allergies, which I did go to an allergist like years before this and they did confirm that I was allergic to a bunch of stuff. But cutting out gluten also made my sinuses like to a point where it's like bearable on a daily basis. Like I took your nighty pot. Like you don't even use that. No, anymore. I haven't no I haven't used it yeah, in like you never two have years. to use it. That's so he used to do that like one to two times a day and I'm like I used to do it every I used to do off. it every morning. Yeah. Um because I thought it was like I had all these like allergies that I was like washing out, but really it was just all of the I guess either inflammation or buildup of like mucus in my body. Yeah. I don't really know. So I think those are like the biggest Yeah changes which were just like daily habits that i just got used to living with when like and not even ever thought twice about them well it's also what's interesting is that at home not even purposely but i would say like our house was probably like 85 percent gluten free at that point in time like when i would make stuff for work and cook in general my recipes were mostly gluten free even before you started like this journey yeah and discovering this so I think that like it was really triggered when you would be going out for dinner a lot of the time. So I think that's also it was kind of like wishy-washy signals too at first. I just thought of that. It's like like all the remember you used to have to pack your breakfast and your lunch every day for work. Like that was basically all gluten free besides like sourdough bread or like you know random things here or there. Yeah, um, but it wasn't like fully cutting it out. So even if I did yeah. mitigate it for a couple of days, I would then just bring it right back on. Yeah. So before you ha- before you were diagnosed, well, this question is secondly for me. What inspired Rachel to focus on gluten free recipes before Jordan was diagnosed? It's kind of it's interesting. So when I first started my brand, it was all about oatmeal, which technically has gluten in it, and oats and recipes with oats. Techni- technically, doesn't. It De- doesn't. Oats are naturally gluten free. Oh, but they're sprayed with like something that. Has- well, they're usually they're usually um, farmed with other wheat products mm. and they would then cross-contaminate 
so okay. they wouldn't be able to call them gluten-free. Okay, good thing I invited you. Um, You're welcome. And I never really paid attention to like gluten-free or not gluten-free. But when I started making recipes, I wanted to start using ingredients like almond flour and coconut flour and just kind of quote better for you ingredients. And those naturally just started to be gluten-free. Um, and like pasta, like brown rice pasta or using chickpea pasta or whatever it may be. And I think that just it was like a natural evolution of it being mostly of my recipes being mostly gluten free. But like I eat like Ezekiel bread. I love Ezekiel, like the English muffins. Like I personally eat gluten and I feel 100% fine. But in our home, I keep it like 95% gluten free for Jordan. So that way when he's going into the pantry, he doesn't have to worry about like looking at the ingredients because chances are he's not going to. But well, he, the harder thing I think for me is like in the fridge when things aren't labeled. Then well, I, I don't think there's anything confusing. in there for you. Like if you know, like I'm pretty strict about the food that comes into this house. Oh, we know when it comes to having gluten in it, and when it does, I just I'm, you know like don't eat my English muffins and don't eat the kids' bread for school or whatever it may be. So the next category. Wait, hold on. One other thing yeah. I thought of was remember I did not that I recommend doing this, but that that whole thirty. Yeah. And I did feel a lot better that cut out gluten for for a month but you also cut out it was way too restrictive to actually well live. you didn't also introduce all the foods how you were supposed to after like after your whole 30 you're supposed to like oh, things in yeah so we could have nipped this in the ass when you do that you know three well, years prior but. lesson learned yeah so thanks for bringing that up that's a good point the next category navigating life being gluten-free ah uh, yes how so we go out for dinner you know, go out for dinner all that often. We're not like going to fun bougie dinners in the city anymore. Or you speak know. for yourself. Okay. How do you navigate eating out though when we do go out? I have Rachel look at the menu for me. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, um, how did you order your ice cream on on Saturday? Okay, Rachel thinks that like I should basically have like a shirt on that says like I I can't eat gluten, right? Whereas, like, I don't want to go to the waiter and be like, oh, I have gluten allergy. Like, I want to. No, like, I asked you a question. How did you order your ice cream on Saturday? I ordered it with a wafer cone, which I, I thought, I swear, I really thought that for some reason I thought that they were gluten free, which I don't know why I thought that. But I thought for some reason I thought that wafer cones weren't made with wheat, but I was wrong. So Rachel saved me. Wafer cone, main ingredients, flour, sugar. So Jordan's, he goes, he goes to the ice cream, took Ezra to the, the fair, and he goes to the, the ice cream stand. Oh, can I have a soft served um, on a wafer cone? And I'm like looking at him, like, who went, first of all, like, who invited you to this? Like, this is crazy. Why am I like your Jewish mother having to always like be on the lookout? I was telling my mom the story. I was like, mom, it's like literally like ordering something with Seth. He'll be like at five guys and like order the French fries, which are fried in peanut oil. And he has a peanut allergy. Like you just can't, can't make this dude shit up. Okay. Anyways, anecdote. So when you go out for dinner. So if the, I mean, honestly, it's probably a lot easier today than it was 10 years ago. Because I think a lot of menus now are super conscious about allergies. So they will have things that are flagged. But basically, like, I'll look for items that I know more or less would be gluten-free. Um, and then I would just basically tell a waiter that I have celiac and that what things do they recommend if it's hard to tell. Or just ask them basically, like, can this be made gluten-free? Like, And just 
double confirm after the fact that what they're giving me is gluten-free. But like most of the time, if we go out, I could still get a burger without the bun and then put it like on a salad or just eat it on, on its own. It's a good way to get it. Some places obviously are now being way more accommodative and having more gluten-free options um, to like still have some of those like classic things at restaurants. So yeah, I think it's just really about like connecting with the waiter and not being, I, I don't like to be like. Establish an intimate connection. With no, but like, I don't, I, like, you, you, I don't want to make their job more difficult. So I try to make it as in like, I don't know, like, I don't want to be like. Annoying. I try not to be rude or annoying about it. I just try to be very like accommodative because obviously like they're going to go tell the chef basically what, what they need to be made. What are some things on a restaurant menu that you've learned or you, you, you know, you, something has gluten in it that you didn't. I think this, some of the sneaky things are sauces, even like salad dressings. Um, a lot of sauces, especially if it's like steak marinades or a lot of Asian sauces, or I mean, not that many dressings I've come across, but there's been one or two that I've had, like if they have a soy sauce in them and it hasn't eaten it. So that's usually like the sneaky thing that's kind of hard to, to determine. But um, I would say other than that, things are, are, are fairly straightforward. It's like we're, I'm looking at the um, menu we're going for dinner tonight. We're going to like a fairly like nice restaurant. And I appreciate that like they mark things as gluten-free because it just makes it so much easier. Because when a restaurant doesn't, it's like we're sitting there asking like a couple of questions. And like we try and ask as you know straightforward and easily as you can. But, you know, it's, it gets to be pretty confusing for sure. Like what in this, okay, in this lamb on the menu, roasted rack of lamb, potato gnocchi, oh, that would have. This gnocchi doesn't, gnocchi doesn't have flour. potato. Potato. So like, I don't even know. So it's roasted rack of lamb, potato gnocchi, asparagus, pearl onions, and romesco. Like it's not marked as gluten-free, but like, what would you think in that is gluten-free? I don't know. But it's like, just always have to like, I guess, ask. Yeah, I guess when you eat out with other people and you like share appetizers, that's when it can kind of become, that's when it can become a bit difficult because like, I just hate being like a nuisance. But no one views you as a nuisance. Usually, Besides in, in the terms of appetizers, unless you're going to like a place that only has like breaded fried stuff, you can easily find something that, that will work. What's like the number one food you miss or thing? I guess it would be probably like pizza. Would definitely be number one because which pizza? Like if you could like go eat pizza anywhere right now, like where would you eat it? Probably get Joe and Pat's thin crust on Staten Island. Which yeah. one? Which uh pie? The one with the arugula? No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, I got so excited. No, it's it's my favorite. Child's play. Um, I mean, their plain pizza is great. The pepperoni pizza is great. Did they have the vodka sauce one? It's been so long, I can't even remember. But yeah, I think pizza, um, and then just like a burger with. A, like a sesame seed bun, like that soft fluffiness. Cause you just, you know, there's a couple of buns that kind of get close, but it's really hard to, to recreate that bun experience with the burger. Yeah. Cause it like soaks up the juice and the cheese gets melted into it. Yeah. So you always say, but that's why I like getting it. Not, I do not like a burger on a lettuce bun or like a sheet of lettuce. I like getting it in a salad because it almost acts as the dressing because it is so juicy and flavorful that it really like adds a lot to the mix. I'm hoping I can get that tonight at the restaurant. 
So we'll see if they're accommodating. Surprise. It's my favorite. I haven't had beef, though, I feel like, in a while. You know what else you haven't had in a while? What? Peanut butter? Grilled salmon. I haven't had salmon since Mother's Day. I just I was doing some uh, Pinterest posting before. Yeah. Go check out the Pinterest page. Let me know how you like the uh, pins. But um, I want salmon. It was that salmon mango ball. Yeah, I just posted that last week. Oh, cool. We made it in September. I posted it last week. I oh, forgot about it. Nice. Anyway. I miss um, salmon. Yeah. So we should, I'll, I'll grow it for you this week. Maybe tomorrow we'll get some salmon. I really, I, I like put us on a little bit of like a budget of like, well, I was spending a lot of money on salmon. Like it's expensive. Every time I'd go, I would spend like $38 on salmon. And if you go like two to three times a week, that's a lot of money on salmon. Is it not? You're looking at me like I'm crazy. I know, but it's like something you enjoy. You don't. Oh, like, okay, you Alyssa. Don't, no, no, but you don't go. It's like cra- your mother. You don't like, but you don't. You we eat out maybe once a week, probably not even that on average. With- we do. Oh, I guess lately because we have so many parties and events, but like we do not cook on the weekend, so we do eat out no, Friday but, and Saturday. But we, either we have leftovers or we'll make something. That we have like freezer pizza, frozen pizza. What's your favorite chicken nugs? Pizza? What's your favorite frozen pizza? I'm gonna link um, to everything too in the in the show notes. So I have to, yeah, you're linking shit in the show notes. Jordan's linking stuff in the show notes. But Jordan, well, I have to um, check everything, but yeah, I put Jordan in charge of the. Podcast my two favorite gluten free pizzas. Oh, you have two favorites okay. that you can get from the freezer. Mm-hmm. That's usually where like, people buy frozen pizza. <laughs> no, I meant like I know, I know. not ordering from a restaurant because gluten free restaurant pizzas trash. And horrible. Except Unless for that, you're at Pizzano. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a place in LA. Um, the against the grain one. Oh my god, it's so good. It's the like only the only complaint I have is that Rachel winds up eating all the crusts. I love. She always offers to prep the pizza and cook it. That way, she can steal <laughs> all the crust. I love the crust. It's like a puff pastry. It's, it's so extremely good. rude and disrespectful we to get, take people's okay. crusts. But okay. Well, you're welcome for finding that pizza for you. Um, and then what's oh, the other? Yeah, he really searched far and wide for it. I did. What's um, the other pizza that you? Like? I like the Bonza one. I love the Bonza one. Bonza did a really good job, but it's different. That one's more like crunchy. So it depends on like what you're craving. Like the against the grain is like honestly like a puff pastry. It's like fluffy when you take a bite. It has a crunch, and there's also like a a specific art to cooking it that Jordan has perfected. And then the Bonza is more like straightforward. And I love it. And we also like, because I love Bonzo so much, we became friendly with the uh, co-founder who lives in the town over from us. So what up, Scott? You know, when you look at someone and you're like, wow, they are glowing. What is their secret? And I can I please be let in on this ASAP? Well, recently I felt that way about my friend and I called her to see what the beep she was doing. And she says to me, Rachel, you've got to try the collagen that I'm taking. It has changed my life. Now, I thought that liquid collagen sounded really gimmicky. It was overhyped, but I figured, hey, why not give it a whirl? Worst case, it doesn't work and I don't need to take it anymore. Well, fast forward to a month later and I am shook over the results. And if my mom, who tells me I look tired after I get a full night of sleep, is telling me that I have a glow from this, I'm not kidding you, you know it is legitimate. Now, the key here with taking liquid collagen is the consistency, like most things in life. Two times a day, every day, for they say at least three months. The average person sees results after three months of consistently taking it. I did after three weeks, so I can't even imagine what I will see in three months. 
I'm taking liquid collagen over powder for a few reasons because this question comes up all the time. Number one, it's easier for me to incorporate this into my daily life over powder. I take two tablespoons at the same time every single day. I don't have to mix anything. It's just drinkable. I don't drink coffee. I don't drink smoothies. So I stopped using collagen peptides because it was so hard for me to incorporate that into my diet. I also learned that powder has a 30% absorption rate and liquid has a 90% absorption rate. So that really won me over. I'm linking to the collagen that I'm taking in the show notes. You get 10% off with my link plus more if you subscribe and save. It makes the most sense to do the subscription for two reasons. Number one, you need to give this three months to even know if it's going to work. So if you don't subscribe to it, then you're going to have to keep ordering after the 30 days because one order, like two bottles of it are for 30 days. I use the skin variety and I love it. It has a subtle taste of berry and it's really easy to drink. If you have any questions on this, let me know. I'm happy to answer them. And if you want to order it, you can find the link to my collagen over in the show notes. And now let's dive back into today's episode. Okay, we'll get to more product faves soon though. Do you have any tips on how to avoid gluten, like cross-contamination? Like, would you eat fries in a fryer? Um, I always ask if the fries are gluten-free because some fries sneakily will have like a breading on them or like some sort of like maybe like panko. Truffle. Yeah, like who knows what sort of like add-on they'll have. So for me, I found as long as the fry itself is gluten-free, even if it's fried in like a, a shared fryer, I haven't really had any experience, like negative experience. There was so, one time you did, in sorry to cut you off, in Colorado, where the I remember this so vividly when we ordered the food, you got fries, and the and you had said like because most places also like ask does anyone have allergies, and she said like I don't recommend you getting the fries, and afterwards your stomach hurts so. Remember in Colorado, your stomach hurts so bad. No. Yeah, what, we were sitting there. What and place was this? The oh, where we got where I got that really good salmon um, salad with like the soft boiled egg and the avocado. You got a salmon salad. <laughs> Jeez. No, 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 it was like really good. That narrows it down. I'll find it. Um, wait, was this the was that the meal? Wait, wait, was this the the day we landed when we went for pizza? No, ice cream, and then went to this place. No, but you were like, you was got, this in Boulder? No, it was in Vail. I'm going to find it. Please hold. Um, well, it's and then like we came a, it's home, a live recording. Which I recreated it. This, oh, I see the fries right here. What is this restaurant called? Let me see. I'll remember. No idea. You don't remember? <laughs> no. <laughs> and then I remember you got ice cream and you took a picture and it literally looked, I looked horrible. Um, Was it, it well, I, I don't remember this. Is there like a thing on Google? They probably have something, ad location, where you could look. No, like your phone, if you have your location on your phone and then take the pic, it would know where the picture was taken. I'm going to look. I'm going to find it. But anyways, we got this salmon. I mean, sorry, we got, he got fries and the, the person at the register like literally told you not to and you still got them and your stomach hurts so bad afterwards. We had to go home. Oh, this is like a, t- this is like a takeout place? No, like, were you at the restaurant with me? Rachel, I don't remember every place we it go It was in Vail. Hmm. Oh. Oh, that, um, oh, it was like that casual, that fast casual yeah, place. I'm looking, yeah, that was like the only rest, that's probably the only restaurant I've ever found for us to eat at and, uh, on vacation. Yeah, yeah. so anyways, you it got- It was in that other town. It wasn't in Vail. It was like that town over that had that nice, uh, gift store that yeah, you went Yeah, it was really nice. Anyways, you get the point. But anyway, like, so if you go to a restaurant, yeah, and, and like, 
for me, I should have caveated at the beginning. Like, obviously, my body does a lot better without gluten. For the long term, I'm going to stay away from it. But at the same time, like, I think if I had gluten, like if, I, if I eat it, like, I'm not going to be, like, hospitalized or violently ill where I'm going to be, like, throwing up or anything like that. So, like, for me, taking the chance on that, I'm okay with. Otherwise, I'll never be able to eat French fries. And, and, and I can't. I can't live like that. Yeah. Well, just, you know, just like it, it does happen and it did happen to you. So I think it's important to bring that up. So people aren't like, oh, Jordan, he doesn't worry about it. Like, and he's fine. Right. No, we want. Yeah. Th- I mean, this, this is obviously my experience. So, you know, this won't be everyone's experience. So, yeah, yeah usually um, like French fries in a fryer are similar. But we, I, we have learned that a lot of restaurants now are having a separate fryer. Craftsman. I don't even think even ring a bell. All right. It's fine. You know, that stuff drives me crazy. It's like when you're watching a movie and you don't know where the actor or actress comes from from like the other movie. So, Craftsman's. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I've, I've seen that a lot of restaurants are starting to have like a separate fryer where they'll do like all that allergy-free stuff in, which is nice, but obviously not every restaurant's going to be able to do that. Sorry. They don't go in like a very good order. So, I'm just saying what I want to know. So, a typical day of eating for you, Jordan. Do you have a typical day of eating? Every day is different, more or less. Um, for breakfast, I like to have Greek yogurt or cottage cheese. Um, or there's one other thing that you have. Oh, cereal. Yeah, sometimes I'll have cereal. But a lot of times I'll do like Greek yogurt with granola. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'll probably do what some granola? sort of purely Elizabeth. I really like the original. But honestly, you like you eat your favorite flavor, just like the yellow original. The original is really good. That's your favorite flavor. Now the peanut butter is discontinued. Yeah, that was not your favorite. Oh my god, honey, peanut butter. All right. No, no, I, I, I really like the original. I think it just hits the spot. It's funny. Okay, good to know. Um, but honestly, favorite. I'll eat any of them. I mean, same. I really like the one I've been having, the honey almond that I opened the other day that I just shot with the bruschetta too, bruschetta, whatever. It's so good. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll have to try it. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, so usually I have that for breakfast. And then I'll have... Uh, do you add any honey or anything? People like specifics. Like, oh. what do you add to your yogurt bowl? So you put yogurt in a bowl. Yes. If we have honey, I'll maybe drizzle honey. But lately, honey. lately, I've been putting... Yeah, but in the summer, all the honey gets crystallized. Like, and mm. just doesn't, just doesn't like work that well. Yeah, you're very particular. Um. If Rachel allows me, I'll take some of her peanut butter and mix it in, top it with blueberries, granola. Are blueberries the only berry you like to put in your yogurt? Like, would you ever do on the dark side, get some raspberries, blackberries? So, my issue with raspberries are that usually they, the organic ones will be moldy within like yeah. four hours of opening. And blackberries are very hit or miss. Because I don't like when they're super sour. And then the seeds in them annoy me after a while. Yeah, agreed. Okay. So you eat your breakfast. Then I'll probably have like a protein shake because I don't, I used to make, I used to eat a smoothie every morning for about two years. You made a smoothie every single morning. Basically, from like the time COVID started, I started making smoothies. But. I kind of got over those. So I Your stopped. smoothie recipe's on the blog too. Yeah, it's good. Oh, I should make it again. It is good. I just froze some bananas last week. So oh, okay. fantastic. 
Then snack. I don't know. Um, so funny that you have no idea what you eat and I eat. You eat a perfect bar. Oh, perfect bar. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I have a perfect bar. Um, usually I have a perfect bar after I work out. Then for lunch. What perfect bar? I like the peanut butter chocolate chip. I like the cookie dough, cookie dough one, which recently you got. And is, I, yeah, I it's, like really, it. it's like the new one in the blue wrapper. Because there's like a little saltiness to it. And these new Slayer ones they have. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been eating Layers. too. Yeah, those are more of like a yeah. snack as opposed to like a yeah, yeah. They're snack. right. I think they're not as protein heavy as the other yeah. ones, but we're big, we're e- big perfect. Bar. Either way, have one of those, and then usually for lunch, uh, if we're making recipes, probably have one of those. Yeah. If not, I really like to eat tuna with crackers. What kind of crackers. I like the simple Mills ones, the Hue ones, if we have them. The humble seed ones. Yeah, we have so many crackers. I'm like, I'm not that I'm cracker agnostic, but for me, if I'm eating it with something, it's more of like the delivery system. It's so. like having it with potato chips. Oh yeah, yeah, potato chips too. As oh. is great too. Did so, you just ask me this question? <laughs> yeah. What else? All right. So what else do I eat? Um, you'll have like gluten free toast with peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, that's a, only if I'm in a bind though. I know, but you just said if you don't have any, if you don't have tuna, oh. that's when you have tuna. Um, I would say those are your two like go tos. Sometimes you make eggs, but not that often anymore because you make a mess. Yeah, I get yelled at, so it's just not worth the headache. Okay, um, so then let's start wrapping this question up. So, like, what are some of your other go to snacks? I really love meat sticks. Um, we have a lot of like mixed nuts, which I'll mix with like raisins or yeah. like the hue chocolates and stuff like that to kind of make like my own trail mix. Uh, like that. Um, you're a big chip guy he's a big chip guy yeah honestly since i haven't been able to eat gluten i think my new like go-to are like french fries and chips like potatoes yeah yeah so i mean the siete salt and vinegar chips are good um you also like like the quote healthier but like not like cheese puffs like cheese balls yes like a cheese at all right but they're they're a bit messy, and we haven't had them as much lately. There's a bag in the basement. No, I think I ate it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, and then for dinner, really just like, if you don't have recipes. Dinner, then... it's always like a protein, a vegetable. And like a And then some sort of like, yeah, some sort of side, like a rice, potato. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, honestly, since cutting out gluten, I feel like I've gotten less particular about eating if that makes sense like i don't know maybe just because our life is so busy like for dinner whatever we have i'll literally just eat i don't even care i think that's more the answer is like as you've gone this you've had you know three kids um okay and then you for dessert you usually just have whatever is on hand yeah something that rachel made i i do love ice cream so i'll have ice cream but not like not during not all like not every day when we went to Europe, did you try gluten? What was your experience? Right. So last year we went to um, Lake Como and I told Rachel, I was like, I'm just going to go all out, eat gluten every meal. And she's like, I'm leaving you in Europe. She's like, if you go, if you get sick and go to the hospital, you're just going to ruin the trip and I'm going to hate you forever. So I said, okay, maybe that's a good idea not to try every meal. So basically what happened was, I think the first night or second night, you ordered a pizza for dinner. 
Yes, and I ate the entire thing besides your one Right, slice. and then I tested it out with one slice, and I also ate, I took that gluten enzyme from Hilma, and I had that one slice, and then I just waited basically two days to see if I had any sort of reaction to it. You were so nervous. I, you know what? It's kind of funny. We're like because all talk, no action. Is because, basically you. because before we went, I wasn't nervous. And then Rachel put it in my head that like, what happens if you actually get sick while being there? And it was just like one of those like risk reward things where I'm just like, that's ah, just really not worth well, the risk. People were like asking. And then I remember just saying to myself like, okay, so God forbid you eat, you like go ham and you have, you know, crostinis at lunch and then pizza and then pasta and you order a beer and like you do the things you said you were going to be doing. Like, who's going to stay with you in the hospital? Because I'm not on our four days in Lake Como. Like, but, also, but even like not that, but also if I just felt really crappy and not good, then that would have also stung too. Like, so basically you had gluten. So I, so I tested out that that night and then waited two, two days. And then I think the last night we were there, I ordered, I got a. Wasn't it pasta? No, I got a pizza. Oh, pizza. Sorry. I got a pizza. I took the gluten enzyme. And to be honest, like, I don't think I felt perfect, but I didn't feel terrible. But it wasn't something that like, after trying out that first day, I wasn't like running back and trying it each and every time. It's like, I, I was still very careful about it. But I didn't want to go there and not at least try. Yeah. I think what you did was good. I, I, I appreciated that you didn't do more than that because... Um, okay. Product recommendations. Oh, now I need my phone because I should have put my, my, uh, my daily... Why, why don't you just try to say it unless you really don't know? Okay. So, best gluten-free road trip snacks. Go. So, if we're going on a road trip, I pack a perfect bar, meat stick... A nut trail mix, maybe some dried fruit, maybe some pioles with granola. Yeah, I always have a bag with me. Midday Square is always a good one too. Or um, I mean, even like the Seven Sundays cereal. Okay. What well, any specific? The way our the way our kids eat it, like <laughs> out, of, out of one of those like kid cups. I know. I did that yesterday with the crackers. Um, and for all, if people are like, I don't like what, where, like all everything that we are saying, if it's like linkable and if we have like a discount code, like we'll let you know. Cause like seven Sundays, you want to order it on their site at 30% off, which is solid. Okay. Best gluten free recipes that I make. Oh, your best gluten free recipes. Um, I still think hands down your best recipe ever are those chocolate chip walnut. Oh, I have to cookies. Uh, yeah, I don't know how many. I've been creating uh, a chocolate chip cookie ever since my model bread stash diminished. Oh, fire up the oven! Let's go. Maybe I'll even make them. Um, you I think, should make them. Make them for a landscape hands in a pan. Uh, oh, oh, do these, that. These hands. We have a bunch of walnuts. These hands could talk. For dinner, probably your Thai turkey meatballs. Yeah, you and millions of others. That thing is still going off on Instagram. It's crazy. I mean, it's just an all-around solid meal. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, for breakfast, probably your uh, cottage cheese pancakes. Although that was my idea to begin with, but here for another day. And then any of your banana breads. No specific one. Um, uh, maybe like blueberry bread the other day, or like the other day, like probably like months ago. That was good. Oh, that didn't have banana. It was a blueberry yogurt bread. 
Well, yeah, that's okay. There that's we go. It counts. Uh, okay, favorite gluten-free bread. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going like sliced bread, loaf, honestly, any sort of bread we can go with here. So, against the grain makes a really good bun and almost like a almost like a hero type of yeah. Um, it's like like a, a twelve like inch baguette maybe. Uh, I usually get the base culture sliced bread, which is good for toasting. The cocoa bakes bread, but it's from LA, so you have to get it shipped. I have a code for that. It's like ten percent off, but at least it's better than nada. And I mean that bread is just delicious. Yeah, that's my favorite. And then your everything bagel bread is really good too, which we don't make all the time. That you don't make with like a sandwich, but it's good as like toast with some avocado or tuna on top, like more like crostini. Yeah, but it, I think the thing that's annoying is a lot of these gluten-free breads are actually like the ingredients are just not good in them. Yeah, they suck. And what are some what are some like popular gluten-free breads that you're like, please don't make me eat this? You want to name names? Like, what do you think of the Trader Joe's one? I don't, I, I don't eat it, so I'm guessing I don't like it. We did a whole gluten-free bread review. Remember? Rachel, that was over a year ago. You think I'm going to remember this? Oh, my God. Yes. I got other things to focus on. I can't. I, that's okay, in, that's in the head out of the head. All right. Never mind. Okay. In general, and this is going to be pretty repetitive because you've said some of these brands. Like, what are your favorite gluten-free brands, like, go-tos? Yeah, for ones that I didn't say, probably the only other two for like pastas, we got Bonza and Jovial. Yeah. I think they make really good pasta, um, gluten-free pastas. So Perfect Bar, Purely Elizabeth, Seven Sundays, Simple Mills, Against the Grain, Bonza, Jovial, Hugh makes all gluten-free. Yeah, I was. I, I know. I was trying to think of like more like- There's a lot. Truly gluten like- Like that. Unreal, Quinn Snacks- um there's oh, yeah, a lot Quinn snacks the pretzels yeah, oh, yeah. All, oh that was a good road you know trip what i'm gonna snack. do is i'm gonna do like an idea um on my amazon storefront i'm gonna do a big gluten-free storefront page mm. so that way it's easy for people to even just like look at the brands yeah but i mean there's just there's a lot of access now it's a good cpg brand do you have a favorite restaurant in this like new jersey or new york that that's like exclusively gluten-free no that you can get a good gluten-free meal at though like where's your favorite place for a gluten-free burger i know where it is but you do tell me are you kidding where's your favorite gluten-free burger where's my favorite gluten-free burger oh period oh in this sure but like and in this area um so the the bun at shake shack for gluten-free is unreal you wouldn't even know it's gluten-free and when you said restaurant, I thought like a sit down meal. And well, like, like you're not cooking, you're not, you're, you know. yeah, yeah, no. I, I think for the convenience factor and everything, the Shake Shack gluten free burger is, is awesome. Sometimes also when you get a burger and like at a restaurant, you'll get like um, they'll offer gluten free toast, which is like you can ask if like a restaurant's gluten free bread, ask if they have toast. Right. Where do we, we went in the city. They, they yeah, that, um, Ocheval. Yeah. When we went to Ocheval, we went and tried their burgers and they didn't have a gluten free bun, but they, she's like, we have gluten free bread. So we just did it on. Yeah. And their menu. Oh, it's also nice when all the menus are like, we can make it gluten free. So you know, that's, that's a helpful tip. Yeah. For sure. Um, anything else you want to share? Because I'm not going to talk about a multi purpose gluten free dough recipe. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I just left the other ones there. Yeah. No, I just don't. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think like if you're having some sort of stomach issue and you haven't tried to cut out gluten before, like definitely, definitely try. I think if anyone cuts out gluten, you'll probably feel marginally better. But obviously, you don't have to cut it out unless you yeah. really need to. Yeah. Best of luck with your journeys. Well, Jordan, thank you so much. It was so nice to spend this um, 45 minutes and 17 seconds with you. Oh, I should have talked slower. And I'm looking forward to our next activity together of the day. Really? You never say that. No, I'm not. Okay, well, guys, listen, <laughs> just kidding. Let us know what you think of this episode. If you like, you know someone that is, you know, going gluten free or has some stomach issues, and you're like, maybe, like, you've been trying to tell them maybe it's gluten, feel free to share this. And again, we're linked to all the favorites in the show notes. And if we have any discount codes, they will be there. If they're not there, that means we don't have them. So sorry. And enjoy the rest of your day.